New to Medicare? Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com to Thursday Night Dynamite episode of the JMB Ray Boxing Podcast. I know we usually record on a Wednesday, but a lot of things came up on my end, so this I dropped the ball, not B Ray this time. Alright, we got a lot of things to talk about. We're gonna cover the Earl Spence Sean Porter. Is it fight of the year candidate? How did you score? Well, how did I score it? How did B Ray score it? How did we actually look at this fight now that it's the dust has settled? We talk about this weekend's fight. Triple G is back on the zone against Zervachenko for the IBF and IBO middleweight championships of the world. And we sprinkle it with a little bit of boxing news. You know how we roll, guys. Again, this is episode 101. And I'm not here doing it by myself. I do got my co-host. He's from Sacramento. He got off of work late. We're starting it anyways. He's B-Ray. What on? Fuck, I messed up. B-Ray in the motherfucking house. B-Ray. I was born Thursday. Hey, it's Thursday, right? Not Wednesday. Right? Thursday, Thursday night dynamite. Thursday night dynamite. <laughs> dynamite. Yeah. Exactly. How you been? I've been really good, man. Yeah, just a uh, last minute call. I fucking hate those uh, moments, but whatever. That's why yeah, I'm a little late. That's cool. It's cool, man. So, anything new? That, you know, nothing much, really. Just, uh, hey, man, getting closer to Thanksgiving, so hopefully I'm able to come down, man, and visit you and your wife, you know, visit a mom. So, yeah, very excited just over, well, you know, one more month. Yeah, I would say one, we just barely started this month, only. Yeah, month so excited, because we're close to it, man. I'm fucking close to it. I was like, I got a lot of things to talk about. Like I said, we got a little bit of, we're going to talk about Earl Spence, Sean Porter, um, Talk about how me and you scored it because that's something me and you were texting each other this week, this past weekend, yeah. about how we kind of had different scorecards. I've had a chance to rewatch the fight three times. I still get the same outcome. You did the same. You kind of rewatched it again. You still have the same scorecard. Um, right now, we're going to talk about that. But what we're uh-huh. going to talk about is what's going on in boxing. So, this story goes out to Mr. Lou. Okay. I think I know what it is. I'm clicking on the link right now. So I'm getting my things from fightnews.com. And it says, uh, oh, Mr. Lou, I'm sorry. It says right here, it's the TMZ Sports, I'm sorry. It says, Oscar De La Hoya sued, accused of mistreating staffers 
while highly intoxicated. It says, and again, this is the report from TMZ, which everyone is now tagging along with. And I, myself here on this show, will be tagging along with it. It says, Oscar De La Hoya is being sued by a famous ex-Golden Boy Promotions employee who claims a boxing star would call him at all hours of the night to save him from situations when he was highly intoxicated. The man oh, behind shit. the suit is David Gonzalez, a famous L.A. radio star known as Tattoo. Tattoo, man. Shout out to him. Now, Tattoo's the guy that got, uh, was it Shaquille O'Neal's? Um, I think it was a Shaq's fucking signature on his forehead or something? Yeah. I think, yeah, he had Shaq on it, I believe, in his oh, forehead. He like had that. a forehead on his forehead. He had, I slept with Shaq. Yeah, he did. And, yeah, he was kind of... He's kind of the goofball of the radio show. I remember those days, yep, as a, as a kid, so yeah. Uh-huh. So anybody who knows, anybody here in Southern California remembers Power 106, or everyone remembers Tattoo. So it continues going there. Gonzalez says he was contract by, contracted by Golden Boy Promotions in 2010 to work for Oscar's company, mainly doing promotional work and announcing at events. In the lawsuit, Gonzalez says things got weird quick and was ordered to perform a wide range of highly personal improper, and illicit non-work-related duties. I'm assuming getting the coke. <laughs> Gonzalez, right there. That's right. Gonzalez, maybe getting the pantyhoses. Gonzalez, he was setting up, setting up the coke line. Setting up the coke lines, getting him the Victoria's Secret line catalog for the fall. All that Rolling up stuff. the money. So Rolling up the 20. Um, doing all the good things that maybe a guy, uh, you know, Oscar would prefer. I already know we're never, we're, we're never getting invited to any Golden Boy events here. Gonzalez says that Delaho Oscar would contact him at all hours of the night in need of help from various compromising situations, like probably, hey, uh, I can't roll the twenty because I can't feel my face. Can you come down to my house so you roll it for me? Um, hey. The underwear that I ordered doesn't fit me. Can you go and change it? Again, these are what I'm assuming it's happening. Because it says, like, again, he, uh, from various compromising situations. In most cases, assisting De La Hoya out of life-threatening situations while he was highly intoxicated and under the influence of various substances. Coke. Cocaine. And again, I'm assuming Mr. Lou is listening to this and cracking up as he hears this right now. <laughs> Things came to a head in April 2018 when Gonzalez says he was in a bad accident and was hospitalized with serious injuries, including a broken rib. Gonzalez says he called Golden Boy to inform them he could not work, but was told either you show up or he would be fired. Oh, shit. At first, Danny snorted coke. At first, Gonzalez said he sucked it up and did his job, but the became. Oh, the, he sucked his dick. Maybe in your story. What a first segment, anyway. A result, Gonzalez claims that La Jolla, the Golden Boy, I'm sorry, initially forced him to quit. Now Gonzalez is says he has been suffering from severe emotional distress as a result of having an emotional breakdown, stomach pain, lack of sleep. Feeling of helplessness and sadness and more. He is not only suing for damages for the pain and suffering, but also claims De La Hoya fate failed to pay him for tons of hours of overtime and other paid oh, wages. Wages. Fuck. We they TMZ tried to reach out to Oscar and Golden Boy for comment, 
so far no word back so b-ring after i read this comment what are your you know, oh there you go you're not surprised hmm oh shit oh you're good there you're good you there you go so you say you're not surprised uh no uh no no the, the part of the them saying well you know when teams are trying to get in a comment and they're like no comment and everything that's the part where i go not surprised of course i'm not gonna comment right now at the moment what are my thoughts fuck this looks bad on oscar this looks really bad on Oscar. Yes, it, I will not be surprised if they kick him out of, you know, Golden Boy and someone else takes over. If this turns out to be true, uh-huh. again, you're right. This is looking bad for Oscar if this turns out to be true. I'm I'm not shocked when he says he wasn't paid or compensated for some of his stuff. What is that? Well, I mean, come on, dude. I mean, it's, it's Oscar. You, I mean, I don't know what the fuck else you want me to say. It's Oscar. <laughs> You're basically saying that's all I gotta say. It's Oscar Deploya. I mean, what else I, mean I would I would think you'd be at least, you know, doing that. You get me like he yeah, at least, you know, keeping them uh, you know, paying them. You get me? Like I would think that's the, the best thing he can do for his people that is working for him, other than his fucking fighters like Canelo, but I would think that's the thing he'll be on top of. I, so it surprised me a bit. Is are you more surprised that, that Tattoo or David Gonzalez is saying that he did Pretty much some, you know, some shit for Oscar De La Hoya that could compromise him and De La Hoya. Almost got killed by a drug dealer. That probably happened. Hey, again, I don't know. This is a rumor and innuendo that we're going to be throwing out here <laughs> and maybe making fun of. But are you surprised when you hear things like that? When it I, says I, I am. That I, I, I mean, have I to know, do things for him. I know we've seen that video. That It's a pretty funny video. He was intoxicated. You can tell he was intoxicated when he was talking about... Uh, Canelo fighting McGregor, but Canelo that, that's fighting McGregor too. You know they they think that McGregor is the Canelo's Irish, and you know we can sell it out. And then the next the next day, that McGregor's not a fighter, and it's an embarrassment, and it's a circus fight. <laughs> Who would want that type of fight? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that that was the, exactly that. I mean, I've seen him do that, but I didn't think he would take it, you know, to the extreme. That does surprise me a little bit. It does. And again, it looks really fucking bad on him to the point where, like, I won't be surprising that from just by hearing that they're going to look even further into Delaware and who knows in the next couple of months, we might be hearing, that's it, buddy. We you, we can't have you, you know, be the whatever. Whatever he really is, either he's really the brains of the operation, whatever no, his position no. it is. He's not. Or, yeah, no. <laughs> I know we talk about this when he was with Richard Schaefer. You, t- you said it wasn't really Oscar's Golden Boy. It was Richard Schaefer Golden Boy. Yeah. I know we talked a touch on that. He's not the fucking face, dude. Like, it's good. I mean, he's not the the, the, the brains of this operation. You know? Are you sure? That's what he's making seem like. He's not. I don't think he is. I think he surrounds himself. I'm sorry. He's like Floyd Mayweather. They surround themselves with people that are smarter than him. That, uh, run, that, run, that run his day-to-day operations. He just shows his face. But Mayweather just says, fuck it. That's why I pay people to do my shit. De La Hoya yeah. likes to make himself, makes himself, likes to make himself think that he's the smartest man in the fucking room. That's what he does. To the yeah, point that your, your top star even says that you talk too goddamn much and you make no goddamn <laughs> sense. <laughs> That's another way of saying Oscar's always high. He didn't make some sense. I agree with you. I think if this turns out to be true, I can actually see Golden Boy telling him you're going to have to step down as the figurehead, as the face of Golden Boy promotion. Cause this yeah, is, right? This is not, this 
does not shine a good light on us, uh-huh. especially as of, as of late because it wasn't a long it wasn't that long ago. Ryan Garcia was talking shit about De La Hoya and, the, and this promotion. It wasn't yep. that long ago that Canelo was talking shit about Golden Boy exactly. promotions. And now this news it doesn't it doesn't look well for Golden Boy yeah. promotions. De La Hoya he's been living in controversy since his retirement, since his cocaine bitch, since the infamous fucking uh, underwear Victoria's Secret modeling career he tried to have. He has some, it's, he's been in that, so he knows how to get out of it. But you're running a business here, a boxing business, a, a, a especially where you're trying to legitimize boxing. Not legitimize boxing, but you're trying to, how can I say it? You're trying to put boxing in the forefront of sports and entertainment. Yep. And you got the main boss out here making employees do things that are unethical and compromising. Like, come on. I'm, I'm not going to be surprised. Again, I'm with you. I'm not going to be surprised if um, right. they ask him to step down or he disappears for a couple months until this blows over. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's how I've, I'm feeling we're going to head towards that. Like, we're going to be hearing in social media very soon that you know he's going to step down. And like you said, whatever the position he's in, I will not be surprised that he just haven't removed I won't be surprised if we don't hear from him now until after the Kovalev fight. If this turns out to be true, of course. Again, this is all this is all based on if this continues to go, you know, because Delahoya can offer tattoo a shitload of money. Thinking how much to shut to shut your fucking mouth, how much to shut your fucking mouth, never talk about this again. True. And and I felt kind of odd because I was like, where is he? Because he did a lot of those uh, open workouts, you know, when he did those um, media days. He'd be the MC. Yep. You know, uh, yep. Also in the weigh-ins, like he'd be the MC and all that stuff out there. Like he did a lot yeah. of the good stuff out. So I kind of felt weird. He's not there. I'm okay. You know where's he at? And and he does his own radio show or XM or Patreon show or, or podcast. Yeah, yeah. He has his thing. Yeah, he has his own thing. So no, it's not like he's hurting from again. I don't know his finances, but it doesn't look like he's hurting for money. Maybe he just you know, maybe he is traumatized by doing all the shady shit that he's alleging. <laughs> He did for Oscar De La Hoya. So we'll see what happens. We thought we'd throw it out there. So this this news that this segment was intended for Mr. Lou. So Mr. Lou, shout out to you, and I hope you enjoyed it. Because I know he's you know sipping his wine, laughing to this story as we speak. <laughs> I'm sure he did. All right, another news: the October 26th fight between Joseph Parker and Derek Tassort is off due to illness. <laughs> Joseph Parker is calling out calling out out of the fight. And now they're looking for a replacement in short notice. Um, B-Rang, you brought this up to me. <clears throat> who, um, who is the man that they're asking? Who, who is the man that's being rumored as a replacement for the Derek Tresor fight, October 26th? I, sh- I shit you not, you, you man, I shit you not, everybody. The, what the story is, it's, it's going to be, <clears throat> I can't believe I'm saying this, Shannon Briggs. Shannon the Cannon Briggs. Yeah. Yeah, that guy who went nuts on uh, Vladimir Klitschko. Yeah, I believe on two crazy videos. Yep. The man that stopped uh, the stop trip. Yeah, you're right. He stopped. He did, right? Yeah. There was one in a restaurant. The other one was at a gym, I believe. <laughs> mm-hmm. He stopped them. Hold on, let me see. Let's go, 
What do you think of that fight? Derek Chisora, <laughs> Shannon the Cannon Briggs. And this is all based, if I'm assuming, if Shannon Briggs passes a physical and also if Shannon Briggs passes a golf drug test. Yeah. I'm just saying, room, you know, he did he he did test positive for a banned substance last year, I think, or a year and a half ago. So, I mean, he's a little older. Maybe the UK will turn the other way and be like, you have every type of steroid known to man on your body, but fuck yeah. it, we need to have this fight. I'm not. I'm not saying that that's what they'll do, but what are your thoughts of Derek Chisora, Shannon Briggs, if it happens? You know what? With a guy like Shannon Briggs, um, <coughs> I think that's going to – it may not be a popular one, but I like to think that's going to get some you know, some eyes. People are going to be you know, just raising the eyebrow like, what the fuck is this? And I think it's going to make some people tune in. I think so. I, I think, I mean, right? people are already going to tune in to October 26th. Yeah. I think. And Even though it's not a popular one, I think they're still going to tune in. Yeah. And, and when you mean popular, it's not a popular fight. It's not like people are, are fiending for this fight. You know, like, oh, I, I want to see so mm-hmm. badly Derek Chisora versus yeah. Shannon Briggs. But, <laughs> but, I mean, can Shannon Briggs the turn, you know, turn the clock and show some uh, glimpses of success? As you know, he is a former world heavyweight champion. Back in the '90s, he did lose to Lennox Lewis and other other fighters. Uh, even more notably, he took a what 12 round beatdown by Vladimir uh, Vitali Klitschko when he was in a coma for like I think yeah. a day or two. Um, uh, yeah. Hmm? Yeah, because he's on the undercard of Rigas Prograde versus Josh Taylor. Josh Taylor for the WBA and IBF. Junior welterweight unification of the World Boxing Super Series. So the, they're the co-main events. So Derek Tresora needs a fight. Now I know everyone. I personally, and I wasn't going to tune in for Derek Tresora versus um, Joseph Park. I was going to tune in for the Progress Taylor fight. If you add Shannon Briggs to it, I mean, I still was going to watch it, but I'm still going to pay. I'm probably going to pay more attention now because I want to see what Shannon Briggs brings to the table. Derek Tresora. Derek Tresora. Has a little bit of miles on him. He's been in a little bit of scraps. Been knocked out a couple times. He's dished out a couple knockdowns. Mm-hmm. So it, it would have been an inter- uh, It's an interesting fight. I'm intrigued as an entertainment value, not as a competitive, uh, a competitive fight, but as an entertainment. How would this? I'm, inter- I'm, I'm interested how how this fight would play out. Yeah, I am too. So we'll see what happens as that as the news develops. We, me and Beery, will try to announce it. Hopefully, we'll hear it soon. And um, in other news, it says Devin Haney wants to fight Loma, Vasily Lomachenko next and ask fans to pressure Loma. The interim WBC lightweight title, lightweight champion, is only 20, but doesn't hold back at calling out Vasily Lomachenko, particularly because he knows time is against him over a fight with the great Ukrainian. Haney drew a decent-sized crowd to open up a workout in London on Friday, showing that his fame, his fame is being spread Beyond his own stomping grounds in Las Vegas. Bire, do you think it's too soon for Vasily Lomachenko and Devin Haney to go at it? Well, is it too soon for Devin Haney to go after Vasily Lomachenko? I, I was about to ask. I, was, I think I think the question is, is it too uh, too soon for David Haney? I mean, he's uh, he's really fucking young. And, I, I mean, I don't want to be like some of the people that say he's too green. But I will still tune in if they make the fight happen. But... I think to stay safe, I, he sh- he should you know pump the brakes a bit. Really? 
I think he should pump the brakes a bit, a bit, man. But I, but I can see why he wants to fight. He's hungry. He's young. He's fucking hungry. He feels like I'm the one that can fuck up Lomachenko. I can have hell. A lot of people. I was about to say that too. Like I don't know how many people. I lost count. How many people want a shot against Lomachenko, man? Look at that. It's like in that division, they feel like that's the guy they want to get in the ring with and beat. Well, he holds what three? Yeah, but three, three, three of the four world titles. Mm-hmm. Um, is Lomachenko the money man of the division? Mm. Mm, I don't know about money, man. He's he, he's a media darling. I mean, everyone jumps on Lomachenko's. You know, they're all dick divers for him. So he's don't a me- he's a media that. dollaring. Well, no, no, I'll get you started. What? Okay, I guess I get started on that because here's something I've been meaning to tell you and what I notice on what I post on my page or even on our page, the, the boxing podcast. Right? I've noticed every time, man, I post a Lomachenko. Fuck. Do we get attention all that? And do we get people starting shit on the comment section? I kid you not. If you look at the last post, I I posted on Lomachenko. Look at the comments. Look what some of the people, you know, asked. I responded. And I don't want to say they're, they're dick divers, but holy shit, they are looking at this man like he's a god. I'll fucking say it. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you hear Joey Testor, <laughs> Timothy Bradley, they're just jumping on this guy like he's the second coming of Muhammad Ali or... Sugar yep. Ray Robinson. Look, look, he's a decent fighter. Not decent. He's a good fighter. He's a he good is. fighter. I'm not gonna deny that. I'm not gonna say that he's not. That he's that he's uh-huh. trash. The guy is talented. Definitely, the guy I is agree. Talented, but who has he fought? If your claim to fame is that he made um, Nicholas Walters, the axe murderer, I mean the axe man, retire, <laughs> say no mas, take into consideration that axe murder was out. For in a year and a half. I think a year and a half. Yeah. He hadn't fought for a year and a fucking half. If your bait, if your claim to fame to jump on Vasily Lomachenko was because he beat Guillermo Regendau, who had to jump two divisions, that's uh-huh. your claim to fame? Come on. Apparently, yeah. I mean, I give him credit for the Lenars fight because the Lenars at me that too. time, and Lenars at that, his only highlights, his only notable wins to me are wins against. Um, Lenars. And this Luke Campbell fight. Luke Campbell was a good fighter. But I did like that one. I, I, I thought that was a bit of... Yeah, it was a, okay, it was an improvement of of the... Comparing to the past fights I've seen him in. So yeah, that was a good one. I think his fights at lightweight have been better than his other fights. His fights yeah. are... His fights 126, 130 went that... To me, they were kind of like, mm, okay, you're just softening him up. You're just giving him the... To me, in my opinion, again, in my opinion, people can disagree with me. In my opinion, they were kind of kind of give me fights. I feel the fights he's taking on right now at 135, they're a little bit harder. He's getting hit a little bit more. So you're starting to see you're starting to see him adjust a little bit more. There's more competitive... He's starting to be more in more competitive fights in a way. You know? Yeah. And I don't know if that's because of decline of... Uh, of, uh, of uh, uh, of his, you know, his prime, maybe his physical prime is starting to dwindle, or is it that he's fighting bigger men? I know he has stated that he wants to move back to 130 because yeah, I heard about 130 that. pounds in in the next couple of months, in the next year, it's going to be loaded with a big, big talent pool, a bunch of killers. This so is 135 when you got Teofimo Lopez, Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia, and Tank Davis in the mix. Joseph Diaz is he in one thirty five too? He's hundred. He's a hundred and thirty pounder, who okay. maybe might jump to one hundred and thirty five. Who he knows? Might. 
who knows? He's still, he can outgrow that division anytime now. Mm-hmm. So he he has so Lomachenko has room, but I'll I'll check what you're saying with, on on our on our Instagram feed and your personal one. But again, I'm not discrediting Lomachenko. He's a good fighter. You know, I think his skills are up there. I, I have him number two on the pound for pound list. I don't think that he would beat a guy like Terence Crawford. I think Terence Crawford would whip him. Um, I, I have him number three, but yeah. I would love to see him against Devin Haney, but I think Devin Haney is a little too green. Give him a couple more fights, maybe another year. Devin Haney will be ready. I'd yeah. love to see him against Tank, though. I think Tank is just ready oh, to yeah. Tank is ready to explode and, and, and into the into the into the you know the, the casual fans right now. I think that's you know, Devin Haney just needs that that notable elite win. He needs that. Vasily Lomachenko could be that guy. I think that's a great fight. Both guys are fast. One is a straight-up sh- sharpshooter. The other one's a fucking bulldozer. Uh-huh. So, you know, what style's going to go? What style yeah. is going gonna, gonna to win? And I think that's a great fight. Um, even, um, who else? Who else would I like? Teofimo Lopez. Teofimo Lopez, if he gets past... If Teofimo Lopez gets past Rich Comey, that's a good fight for him. That is a hell of a fight. So Lomachenko has, and those are the type of fights that's gonna cement Vasily Lomachenko's legacy. Because to me, I don't take the wins against the Nicholas Walters or Guillermo Rigondeaux as a serious like, oh my God, he's the best. He he's like Sugar Ray Leonard. He's Roy Jones. He's Muhammad Ali all into one. No, though not not in my opinion. No, until he fights those type of fights, then those. To me, that that will guarantee him a first ballot Hall of Fame. Peace. You know, just because he's a three a three world a three time world champion in three divisions, okay, yeah, that that gets you that gets you one foot in the door. But fighting Comey, I mean, fighting um, Lopez, Haney, Garcia, Diaz, all these fights is what's gonna get you into the Hall of Fame. If you're that okay. good, you should be wiping these guys out. I agree. In my opinion. No, it, it, it's the truth. Yeah, I know. I, and I, I agree, too. And I say the same thing, that I don't mean to sound like I'm uh, discrediting him. Like, I make it sound like he's not that amazing. He is. He's, he's good. But that's what I'm waiting for. Like I said, I'm waiting for him fighting opponents like that. Guys like like Atifu Lopez and Tank Davis, I'm waiting for that. Lenoris, that was a good start. Okay, that was good. want to see more. Exactly. I want to see more. <laughs> so we'll see what happens, but... Uh, here, here's enough before we step into the next topic. Yeah. If Devin Haney gets his fight and Devin Haney, lo- Devin Haney loses, do you think that that's a that'll set back his career or his career is over? Because you know, in boxing, if you lose your fight, your first fight, you're over, you're done, you're 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 you know you're you're yeah. you know you're bad, you're you your your stock goes down, like whatever. Yeah. You know, this isn't like MMA. You lose one, fuck it. Get, you know, next one. Boxing, mm. you lose one, fuck it, man. You should retire. Yep. You're done. That's the sad thing it is. So if Devin Haney loses, is that the end? Is that the end for him? Or is it, it, or would it be like a Canelo thing, you know? Oh, well, you know, he fought Loma. He put, you know. <laughs> like, for Canelo, Canelo lost to Mayweather. And now we're con- many people are considering him the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world after that fight. To him, it was like... Well, he fought Mayweather. So would this be Devin Haney's version? If Devin Haney loses the Lomachenko, will 
the boxing fans, the media, casual be like, well, he fought Lomachenko, the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world. What did we I, expect? He was young. Yeah, I like to think the majority will think that way. In my eyes, I'm just going to look at it as like, oh, hey, I mean, it's not the end of the world. He lost, he lost. The guy's, you know, the guy's young. He has plenty of time to, you know, pick himself up and get back in the game. That's how I always see it. I'm not going to see it like he should retire. Fuck no. You're young. Continue. But I think the, but the majority of the people is what's going to be what you said. They'll be like, oh, I think he should just give it up. Or, hey, well, he fought Lomachenko. Well, I mean, they'll, they'll find some excuses. I, I always knew he was never that good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always knew he was never that good. Then why'd yeah. you want to see the fucking fight then if you knew he was never that good? Mm-hmm. Hmm? Why'd you want to see the fight? If you knew he was never that good, why'd you want to see the fight? Exactly. Those well, people make me laugh. I, I thought he would prove me wrong. <laughs> I thought he'd prove me wrong, you know. My favorite one is the one he sent me. Should have knocked him out. Oh, God, jeez, what a great idea. <laughs> I really think you should knock this guy out. Oh, great. Oh, my God, I didn't think of that, did I? Alright, go to the next topic. Alright, so, B Ray, you know in the Olympics, um, when it comes to basketball and I'm assuming hockey, you can use professional uh, NBA and NHL players to play in the, to play in the Olympics. I'm gonna play to you know basically yep. be in the Olympics, right? Same thing for uh-huh. for soccer. Professional soccer players are allowed to play in the World Cup. Yep. I okay, all that. So boxing is the only sport that doesn't allow professional boxers to get into the Olympic trials and compete for the Olympic gold. Well, in this the the this next upcoming Olympics. They overruled that. Now, if you're a professional fighter and your dream is to become a, a gold medalist, you have the opportunity now to become an Olympic gold medalist. Not only are you a nine-figure payday fighter, but you could also be an Olympian. Uh-huh. Now, before I go into this story, what are your thoughts on the idea of professional fighters fighting in the Olympics against amateur fighters? Against young fighters, you gotta imagine these kids are 18, 17, 18, 19 years old. You know, they're they've been fighting in the amateurs, and they're going against a guy that probably has like a twenty, a, a, almost twenty pro fights. You know, he's been in, he's been in the game for a bit. What are your thoughts on that? Before we hey, well, go to the story, that I'm going. I mean, when you think about it, it does sound like an unfair advantage, <laughs> but but like you said. Uh, I mean, the, the you you'll see like for, yeah, professional basketball players being the Olympics. Um, I don't know. I look at it as like if they can do it, you know, why why not do it for boxing then? Well, in basketball, you when you got LeBron James throwing up fucking you know almost fucking quadruple the numbers against <laughs> yeah. uh, against other countries that don't have a don't have a LeBron. It's kind of a <laughs> it's kind of a mismatch. It really is. So why? In the fuck would we allow professional fighters to go in the amateur? Now, I, I know that the talk would be, well, maybe an amateur fighter would get the best of a pro fighter. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, these guys aren't... Again, I'm, never, I'm not a pro fighter. I've, I've stepped in the ring a few times. I've scrapped it out. But I've never been in the amateur circus. I don't know. But And from my view, from what I've seen, it's not like these kids in the amateur circuit out there trying to tear each other apart. It's not like when they got the guy hurt, they're going for the kill. They're trying to win on points, you know, while a professional fighter, if I got this kid hurt, 
I'm gonna knock him the fuck out. Yep. Did you see that one video I sent you of this guy who was beating the living shit out of this amateur kid, and he was, I guess, he, you know, he was a professional fighter. <laughs> yeah, I think I did. Yeah. That and that's what people kind of are, are saying, like, what the fuck, dude? This guy's used to. He's literally putting mustard on every punch. His kids, you know, tap, tap, tap. You know, moving to the, you know, moving, mm-hmm. trying to, trying to, you know, get points on the on the board. The other guy's like, if I can get the, if I can get him, I'm gonna knock him out. Uh huh. So that's kind of again, kind of settled again for you, the story. So you think it's okay? No, I mean it, it, the thing. It, this is how I see it. I mean, no, I, cause I do feel like it's not okay. But I just find it funny how, when, you know, when it came to boxing, that's when we're like, no, no, we, we should not do it. I just think it's, I don't know. I feel like that's something they should have looked at, you know, more be, before that. They should have looked at, not other than boxing, they should have looked at in other sports. So I just find it hilarious. Do I agree with it? I, I guess at the end of the day, I, I, I do agree that, yeah, they shouldn't do that. Like, meaning, like, they should stop it. They shouldn't be doing that. Amateurs, the amateurs and the pros and the pros. And the Olympics, you know, should be with... Shouldn't be really much for the, for the professionals, so I guess I actually agree with them doing that. That boxers shouldn't be doing, should be going in the Olympics. Like you said, it's a mismatch. I feel it could be a mismatch or it could not be a mismatch. When, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a catch twenty two. But again, you're looking at an amateur kid going into it. Yeah, he's used to fighting. You know, he is a fighter. But he's not a professional fighter. There's a no. difference, man. There's a difference. There it is. There's I like to believe there's a difference. If I'm if I'm wrong, if you're a professional, if you're an amateur fighter listening to the show, please email us. Below the description of this episode is all the social media platforms you can contact us on. School me if I am wrong. Please teach me, uh, or or you know correct me if I'm wrong here. But I think there's a difference when you a pro fighter and amateur fighter. There's a difference. Yep. There's there's a, just a complete difference here. Again, if I'm wrong, someone correct me. I don't think it should happen. Same the no. same way I, I I believe that guys like LeBron James, Kevin Durant, you know Steph Curry shouldn't be playing in the fucking Olympics. Mismatch. It is mismatch. The reason I say that because Mexico invited current unified heavyweight champion Andrew Ruiz to fight in the Olympics. But the WBC, Marisa Suleiman has re- reaffirmed that any pro boxer who goes to Tokyo in 2020 will get a minimum two-year ban from the WBC, which means they will be excluded from the WBC rankings and unable to fight for the title. Now, I read a lot of things saying that some some people are disagreeing with uh, Marisa Suleiman. Some people are applauding that he's saying he's doing this. I already got you saying that you don't agree with it, but... What is your take yep. of Suleiman saying, "No, you okay? You can go, but you're not gonna fight here. You're not gonna fight for my organization for fucking two years." Fuck. I, I mean, I, I think that's just. I believe that's just them of going saying that I don't agree that you guys should be doing that. You shouldn't be doing that. And if you guys want to do it, fine, go ahead. But you're gonna get fucked when you come back from Tokyo. You're not gonna be fighting in the rankings of the WBC. And you're gonna get stripped of your title. And you're gonna be stripped of your title. And of course, I mean, I've been reading it. You know, I believe I agree with some people being like, I, if, if if Andrew Ruiz is, you know, is he, he if he's hearing this, if he gets the memo, he gets the message. There's no way he's gonna be still be thinking of doing it. He's gonna be like, I'm not gonna risk that. Fuck no. You're gonna risk a potential payday with Wilder if Wilder gets past exactly. this fight, or you know, or Fury, whatever. 
Um, again, I applaud her, uh, Marisa Suleiman. I sometimes don't agree with the WBC, you know, especially with their franchise title belts, which we, we did ep- I did an episode of that. So I really don't agree sometimes with them. I agree with this, though. I agree with the whole band. I hope every other organization, the IBF, the WBO, the WBA, the uh, IBO, all of them take and to take the same road and say, okay, if you guys want to go, go. But here's my thing, though. You don't get paid when you're in the Olympics, though. No. You don't no. get paid. So I don't think any pro athlete's ever going to go and be like, I'm going to fucking fork over a month or how long ever to go yeah. to the Olympics. <laughs> you're telling me you're not going to want to fight for $2 million on a PBC undercard? Right. No, I'm gonna go fight for the Olympics. I'm gonna make my country proud. I'm gonna do it for free. No professional boxer would do that. No. <laughs> no professional fighter would do that. All right. It just it, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. All right, so um, I kind of I'll leave it to you. Do you want to do the Errol Spence John Porter um fight kind of breakdown, or do you want to do? Or um, talk about Triple G versus Derbychenko. Uh, you know what? I, I like. Well, I say the biggest story is the Earl Spence, uh, you know, Sean Porter. So it's the Triple G. Two Triple G right now, yeah. All right, guys. So we're gonna talk about Triple G. So this part of the show, we're gonna give you our predictions, our opinions, our take on how this fight is gonna play out. So get ready. Let's cue it up. These are our predictions. What's your prediction for the fight? Then? Prediction. Yes, prediction. Hey. Prediction time. Pain. Yeah, pain. I knew if I were going to do that, I would have played this then. <laughs> so it's Triple G returns back to the zone to fight for the... Before YouTube takes us down. Fights for the IBF and WBO <laughs> Middleweight Championship of the World against Sergei, Sergei Derbychenko. I, um, I think we can remove him. You did now. Oh, yeah, we probably did. Um, <laughs> B-Ray. Yes. Your take on this weekend's fight. Who do you got? How do you think this plays out? And and what is next for the winner? So, who do you think wins and what's next for the winner? Man, this is... I'm sure everyone can agree with me. This is... This is Triple G. You know, his name is written all over this fight. Meeting like this, he he is expected to win this fight. Triple G is expected to win this fucking fight and get you know the as of the IBF. There's so many belts, right? Yes, the IBF, correct, sir. I mean, he is. You know, I think. I think we're gonna see a good fight. I think we're gonna see a good fight with this. So I'm not gonna see. I'm not gonna expect a uh, a, sh- a shot out. I really don't. Some part of me feels like we're. It's gonna be a good, decent fight. But at the, you know, at the end of the night, I think it's gonna be Triple G's gonna walk out with the belt. Maybe by knockout, maybe by, and not early. I don't know why I'm thinking eight eight round knockout, around there. I don't know why I feel like his opponent, which I forgot his name, Sergey Dervichenko. Dervichenko, there. I know he had a name almost close to Lomachenko. <laughs> Dervichenko, I think Dervichenko, I think he's gonna bust his ass, man. Make sure that you know he's he's not gonna go down early. But I think I think it's gonna be a good fight. But I think Triple G is gonna put him down. But I would say I like to think in, in the eighth round, and it's collect that belt. So you think we're gonna get a vintage uh, Triple G performance? 
Maybe. Maybe a vintage. Maybe not Maybe not vintage. You might see a good entertaining fight. But I just see Triple G walking out. He walks out with a belt. Because I, I, that's how I see it. I see his, face, his, his name written all over this, man. It was designed for him to win. So you think this is this is a gimme type fight? This is just a another another fight for him to look good, awaiting hopefully, possibly, you know he prays he'll get the the third rubber match. Type. <laughs> yes, that that's what it looks like for him to look good, get the belt, and then possibly set up a third fight with Canelo. Okay, that is what I'm seeing. That's what the type of promotion I'm getting. What's you know? What's your take on that? The promotion I haven't heard, haven't seen a lot of like buzz for this fight. Is it? No, com- there isn't. It's, but it's, what, it's but almost, do, it's it's almost flying, face, it's flying over the. It's flying over people's heads that he's fighting this weekend. Like I, you know, it's, it's not the when Triple G was on HBO. Like you knew he was going to fight this weekend, right? Like, yeah. It's it's passing a lot of people that don't even realize. Oh, there's a fight this weekend. Who's fighting Triple Triple G? Uh, what the fuck? I know he was fighting. It's kind of that type of atmosphere going into this fight. Who's uh, in? I mean, this again goes into our thing that the zone is it the zone's fault or is it the promoter's fault here? They're not doing the job of promoting the fight. Is are they just going by the name like oh Triple G? Here you go, put his face on the poster. Uh-huh. His fans will tune in. It has to be both. The zone can't just let that fly by. The zone and you know what's it's what matchroom I believe yeah. matchroom boxing. Mm-hmm. So it has to be both. Mm-hmm. Both of them are not communicating. So I like I like to think it this way. I feel like you can't blame one person. You get me? You can't blame one promotion. It, it, there's two sides to it. Like I feel like you. It has to be both of them. They have to communicate. There's no way one is saying I'm not promoting very much, and the zone can't be like, well, oh, okay, then do whatever you want. I don't see that happening. I think it's both of them. The zone should be like, "Hey, bitch! I'm giving you this amount of money. Exactly. I need, to, <laughs> I need to make my money back, man. Come on." See what I mean? Exactly. So the zone should be saying that, but it seems like I don't. Know what the fuck is going on? It's both of them. All right, Triple G. You're going straight up. Triple G wins late Triple round. G wins. Late round. Eight, eight. You said eighth round stoppage. Eighth round. I don't, yeah, I don't know why I pick. Yeah, for some reason, lucky number eight. Whatever. For some reason, eighth round knockout. Yep. Okay. What's next for Triple G? He gets past Sergey Derevchenko. Does he just go back to his his home in Big Bear, or no? He goes back to his home in Santa Monica, sits on the table and waits for uh, November what November seventh or November second? No, 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 November second. November second for the decision of Kovalev Canelo. And I hopes, think that's what he's gonna do. Hopes, and he crosses his fingers that he gets the call from Oscar, yep. telling him to get I, ready for me. I think he's gonna do that. Wow, I think so. Which he shouldn't. I think he should just move, you know, move on, find another good, decent opponent in the middleweight division. Who knows? Fuck, man, unify that belt against uh, Charlo or uh, Andre. Oh, there we go. You see, I can't believe I almost forgot about him. Look at that. Triple G kind of looking. It's like fuck. If I can, if I cannot get a Canelo fight, then I'll fight the dark horse of the middleweight division. Fuck it. I'll do what many people, you know, and I'm afraid to do. Beat his ass. Okay, so yeah, which he should he should look that way, but he's just gonna be <clears throat> sitting there watching the on November second, hoping I get the phone call from Oscar after he snorts the coke. Hey, Oscar, you didn't snort the coke. <laughs> All right, 
So B raise, you guys. B raise decision. B raise prediction. Can Triple G, eighth round in the stoppage. Triple G advances and he sits in the Santa Monica home, waiting to get the call for next for May of next year. Yeah. All right, my prediction. Triple G for Sergey um, Sergey Devichenko. Sergey Devichenko, if I'm gonna look at his record right now, his last he only has one loss. He has 13 wins, one loss. With 10 knockouts. His only loss comes to the former middleweight champion of the world, Danny Jacobs. Um, his next fight was against Jack Kukle. Um, Many people felt he lost that fight. Um, I was not able to see that fight, so I cannot confirm. But from the outcry is that he shouldn't have won that fight against Jack Kukle. And now he becomes the mandatory for the IBF. And if people remember from past episodes, Sergey Devichenko was supposed to be Canelo's opponent. But... Uh-huh. According to Debrachenko's people, that Golden Boy Promotions basically lowballed and gave the lowest amount of money to Sergey Debrachenko for a September fight. That Damn. that fell through. IBF stripped Canelo, and that's why we have the fight to um, this Saturday night with Triple G. Triple G steps in. Triple G. Triple G's coming off a loss against Canelo Alvarez. He had his first fight back against Steve Rolls at a catch weight. You gotta remember he fired Abel Sanchez. He's with yeah. Jonathan Banks now. Um so Triple G is uh how old is he right here? Thirty-six, I think. Thirty-seven years old. Thirty-seven years old is Triple G. Um you can possibly say he is in the down downward now of his career. Um I feel he doesn't have a lot of miles in him, but I wanna say that those two fights with Canelo must have taken something away. To, must have taken something out of him. Um, fighting, uh, what's his name? Steve Rolls was not a good barometer of to see how well Triple G is. It wasn't uh-huh. a good barometer to see how well he meshes well with Jonathan Banks. Um, I think this is a good fight for Triple G, um, especially for his second fight back since his loss to Canelo. Especially this is his second fight with new trainer Jonathan Banks. So I think we're going to see a little bit of Jonathan Banks' teachings, what they've been working on since they've teamed up. Sergey Davidchenko's good. Danny Jacobs was able to get past him pretty good. There were some rough spots for Danny, but Danny got past it. I think Chupo G is going to do the same thing. Um, I think this goes the distance. Um, I think wow. Chupo, I think this goes the, this might go the distance. I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go with, I think it goes the distance. I think, this is going to be a good uh, middleweight scrap. I think Dubrachenko is not going to come to fucking lay down from. He's going to come try to take it away from Triple G. But I think Triple G's been in this. He's been in this fucking and he's been in the main show. He knows what it takes. He knows what it takes to be a champion. He's been in those rough and tough fights, and I think as the fight gets tougher, I think Triple G will know what to do. And I think we're going to see um, maybe some adjustments in Triple G's. Um, his defense, because that's something that Jonathan Banks has, has said he wants to work on, is Triple G's defense a little bit, you know, and get him back to, you know, what trip, the, uh, Triple G's aura, which is basically was a seek and destroy fighter, yeah. which we didn't get to see in the Steve Rolls fight, so hopefully we get to see it this Saturday night, and way he starts pecking, because this is my thing, Triple G was never a one-punch hitter. No. This notion he of... He broke you down. This guy... Beat your ass from round one yeah. to the point where the opponent couldn't handle it anymore, or to the point where the ref said, "I can't watch this anymore. I'm gonna stop it." <laughs> what was it, that one fight they had? Remember, somewhere in the Middle East, 
and ended in uh, the eleventh round. Oh, uh, his name, Ma- Martin Murray. Oh my God, he beat the shit out of that guy. That's one of the. That's one of one of good examples of what we're talking about. Watch Gabe, that fight. Gabe Rosado was busted up, bleeding oh, all over the ring. He looked like Ric yeah. Flair. <laughs> Back in his days when he was bleeding. Yeah, I mean, again, people like to think that Triple G was straight up like one punch, like a knockout artist. No, no this no. guy set it up. He beat your ass round after round, tapped you to the body, tapped you to the head. He started will. He started bending you to his will. Until either you gave up mentally and physically, or until he made you give up. Yeah. <laughs> that and that's the triple G we haven't seen in a while. Hopefully, we see this now with Jonathan Banks. So my my prediction, my opinion, this goes the distance twelve rounds. Triple G wins it. Um, what will be next? I think he does the same thing. I think he sits in his Santa Monica home. Waiting, waiting for November second's decision, but I think you're 37 years old. You can't be sitting around. You can't. You, you, to be active. You can't. And I mean, you know, you can't be dicked around by Golden Boy and Canelo Alvarez. If he can't get the fight, he's gonna have to stay active. Um, he's in the zone. Maybe the zone's gonna start pressuring him to start taking a real fight. You know, giving him Steve Rolls and Sergey Devichenko. I again, Devichenko is a step up from Steve Rolls, so maybe. You know, they're going to be more lenient for his third fight, but I doubt it because the criticism's coming to the zone. How the hell did you allow Canelo Alvarez to not unify the middleweight division when you have all the belts in your network? I know. So I'm assuming that the zone's not going to have that happen again. And I would not be surprised if we start hearing that they're forcing Triple G to fight Demetrius Andrade and they're not going to approve anybody else. Unless he fights Canel. The only people I think they're going to give, the the only two people that I think the zone will approve for Triple G to fight will either be Demetrius Andrade or Canelo Alvarez. Oh, Canelo. Yep, I agree. And he won't get the Canelo fight. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Lou, he's not going to get the Canelo fight. The only way he gets a Canelo fight, the only way he gets a Canelo fight, is if, is, is if Sergey Devichenko puts out the performance of a lifetime, beats the shit out of Triple G, but still Triple G gets the win by controversial decision, and then Canelo says, I'll take him on now. You know what? <laughs> that might happen. I'll take him. You, you hear Austin be like, yeah, it's the perfect time to make it now. It's the perfect it's, time to do it's it. It's marinated. It's marinated enough. It's marinated. <laughs> marinated, eh? That's the only way I can see it happening is if he Triple G looks awful in this fight. Isn't that what uh, Lou, you know, always said? Remember, he said that uh, he felt that it, uh, that the reason Oscar decided, yeah, let's fight Triple G was because the way he performed against Danny Jacobs. The way he the way he performed against Danny Jacobs and the way he performed, and I believe the way he performed against um, mm-hmm. Kel Brook, he allowed Kel Brook. I I feel that. The Kel Brook fight was kind of the hint to Golden Boy. Like, I think he's ready for the. He's ready for us now. Danny Jacobs was just a confirmation that they're ready now. Mm-hmm. Kel Brook was kind of like, mm, you know what? Maybe he's an off night. Danny Jacobs confirmed to them, no, let's get the let's get the fight. Yeah, let's get it going. That's what. Let's get it yeah, going. Because that's what he believed. That's what some people believe too. They felt like that was Oscar going. Mm, yeah, let's do it for sure. Let's make this fight happen. And and if and if that happens again, like you said, if Derrick puts on a good performance. And Oscar does that, then that kind of proves the point. 
it confirms our point that that's what happened. So we'll see what happens, folks. But again, just to recap it, Mr. B-Ray has it. Eighth round stoppage. Triple G wins. Goes on and sits in his house in Santa Monica waiting for November 2nd decision for Canelo. I'm going by a unanimous decision win for Triple G. And also that he's going to wait for Canelo Alvarez win against Kovalev on November 2nd. Or the zone or the zone pressures him pressures him to fight Demetrius Andre. Because I don't think they're gonna the zone's putting up a lot of money for guys like Canelo, guys for Triple G and everyone else on that fucking roster. They can't afford to let these fighters cherry pick. They can't afford to let these fighters take lackluster fights. The zone was supposed to be the place where the best fight the best. Again (laughs) Again, the zone cannot make the same mistake twice that you're gonna allow Another opportunity to go to to slip off their hands. There is no way they they are not kicking themselves in the ass saying we should have got Canelo to unify all the titles. He had all the titles. Uh-huh. Fuck the, all this. They could have given Stepanos. They could have gave Derbachenko step aside money, and Canelo could have fought Demetrius Sanjay in September or November, and unified the titles for the undisputed championship of the world. They could have done that. Instead, it was a shit show with the WBC franchise title. The low balling of Derbachenko and now Canelo moving up to light heavyweight. I honestly believe that the, the zone is not going to let that happen again. And I think Triple G is going to bear down the brute force of the zone telling him two choices. Either Canelo or Dimitri Andrade or you're not fucking fighting on this network. <laughs> yeah. And we're not paying you what we promised you. Mm-hmm. That, that is they have to have that attitude. They're going to have to. The zone, wake the fuck up. Get your shit together. <laughs> Just get your shit together. Okay. You know who You know who I think should run their boxing thing? This guy. <laughs> man, what's up, man? Uh, give me your reaction to the fuck fight. Fuck you man. and fuck boxing, brother. <laughs> fuck boxing? Are you done boxing? <laughs> you know I retired. I didn't know that, man. There you go. Attention, whore. There you go. All right. Attention, whore. Let's do it. Uh, we left us. We saved this to last. Let's go into it. Last Saturday night, Walter Unification, Showtime Sean Porter, Errol the Truth Spence Jr., 12 rounds. They went the full 12 round B Ray. Errol Spence gets the split decision win. What was your take on this fight? Well, first of all, hold on. What was your, what was your take on the entire card did you get to see the entire card i yet you um no i missed the first one hell i think the first one ended in the first round didn't it mm, i believe the first yeah. one was uh john molina versus uh josecito lopez yeah there we go you missed that oh, one did that i missed that one no, yeah that i think that went a few couple rounds before uh it is so i saw highlights of the first one of the knockout so i missed that Mm-hmm. I believe there was a total of four fights, I believe, when the show started, the pay-per-view, I believe. Yes, sir. Three, three, right? fi- three fights before the main event. Exactly. So I missed the first one, right? When I went to the theater, I was in the middle of the second fight, which I think I was in probably round number seven. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Let me tell you about that fight. Okay. The guy who won, I forgot his name. Shouldn't have won. <laughs> Wait, do you know? I think my girl knows the name. Hey, do you know the name? I forgot the name. But me and her, me and my girl, we started laughing in the theater because we're like, when they announced the winner, you saw his face, man. It was fucked up. I think one eye was all swollen. We laughed. We go, this guy, he won, but this motherfucker does not look like the winner. I saw that fight. 
it, it was pretty good. It was interesting. Sadly, I didn't see like the first, I believe, six rounds. I think I missed the first six rounds. That was good. Mario Barrios is the name. Mario Barrios? Yeah. That's the guy, yeah, that won. And he should have not won. I'm glad I'm not, we're not the only ones who felt that way. <laughs> I, I, I was intoxicated by that time. And yeah. even intoxicated, I scored the fight for the other guy. Me too. And even Mr. Lewis. Even though he knocked him down twice, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah, he knocked him down I twice. I still had the guy, the Ukrainian guy winning. I go, there is, I go, this is fucking bullshit. I go, this is robbery. They rob. I would have been cool with the draw. Okay, do a draw. That's whatever. But the yeah. Ukrainian won that fight. Mauro Barrios. Yeah. Good fight, though. Good fight. It was really good fight. Joe Diaz, you know, I thought that's his name, right? Joe Diaz. He did a good job, you know, motivating him. I believe that's his name, right? No, Joel Diaz doesn't train him. It's uh, uh, Virgil Hunter. No, Joel Diaz is the one, the trainer of the Ukrainian fighter. That's, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way, <laughs> I just thought it was funny. like, hey, man, that can't translate for me, tell man. Come on, give me two more fucking rounds. <laughs> they kept lighting a fire on I like that ass. fight. Uh, fire, I love... exactly. Rematch? You think rematch for those guys? You think or Mario Barrios is gonna want nothing to do with this guy? He, that motherfucker was no part of him. I don't think there'll be no rematch. <laughs> they probably told him, "We'll call you. We'll call you for the rematch." We'll call. Yeah. Who is it that they tell him? Well, we'll call you for the rematch. I think we made that joke, the same joke with uh, Jaime Munguia and Dennis Hogan. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, there you go. Like, oh, Dennis Hogan was like, "I want my rematch," and, you, and you're like, "I'm pretty sure Goldie was like, yeah, we'll, call. we'll call you. Don't worry, we'll call you." He's still waiting for that call. <laughs> Alright, so, okay, you missed out the whole Cita Lopez fight. Oh, first let me say, my wife was dead on on who was going to win every fucking undercard fight. So before really? the fi- so the, before the fight would start, they would show the pictures of the fighters, and my wife would be like, oh, that guy's going to win. I'm like, why? Because he's cute. Josita Lopez <laughs> wins. Fourth round, yeah. stop. eighth round stoppage. He The Barrios versus, uh, fucking, what was the guy's name? Yeah, I forgot his name. Uh, the Ash, I, I'm not going to fucking butcher his name. I go, babe, who's going to win that fight? Well, that, that cute one, Barrios. And I'm like, so, and then, and then the co-main event, Anthony Durrell, David Benavidez. I go, babe, who's going to win? I'm a, the Mexican. David Benavidez. Brian, what was your take on the David, Bene, the David Benavidez, Anthony Durrell fight? Oh, man. <laughs> you know, oh, my God. Hey, do you remember that fight? Benavides against uh, what's his name again? Oh, Anthony yeah. Durrell. Anthony Durrell, remember the whole the cut? Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> she was disgusted by that. Ah, good fucking fight. Maybe you, you, I know we, you predicted it for like a uh, the, the fight of the night, right? I, 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 I felt that was to steal the show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say stole the show, but it was still entertaining. Mm-hmm. I, I I loved the fight. I thought it was funny how they kept making these like gestures. The guy, uh, the guy kept going like, you know, like, oh, that that wasn't nothing. You know, I, I I didn't feel that. You know, they kept making faces to each other. I mean, it was kind of annoying, but I was entertained by that. I loved that fight. It, it got uglier when he got the cut by a jab, I believe. Yeah, a it was, it was, fucking it was jab. A fucking spear of a jab. That was spear of a fucking jab, and that cut was all wiggly. <laughs> that looked like marinated carne salad right there. Oh man! Oh, goodness, oh, yeah. <laughs> Next time she goes to the butcher shop, you look at that. You look at the butcher cutting the carne, and you're gonna know what's up. All right. So the three. It was a good fight. Your what? What do you rate 
this on this undercard. It was you know since I didn't see all of them, but just based on the highlights of the first fight and the last half of the uh, of the second fight, of course the main co-main event and the main event, I thought that was a good decent show. I could not complain. That was a good season fucking show. Nobody should be really complaining about it. I like to believe you, you know, you got your money's worth. I would have paid the full amount and would have walked out. That was good. I, I, I agree. I think this was the right. best. I'll say this right now. This is the best undercard this year. And you know, you're right. It's, it probably is because I, again, I saw the whole thing just based on what I saw and what I saw the, and what I saw the last half. I was really uh, impressed. I was very satisfied. It was the best undercard this year. Cannot deny that. I saw it. I was like, and I was from the from the op- from the first fight, the Josito Lopez John Molina uh-huh. fight, to Benavides and Durrell. Those three fights were just entertaining. There was not a dull moment. Sometimes you know, um, you know, when you're you're in an atmosphere where everyone's drinking and talking. I mean, I was talking, but at the same time, my my eyes were not going away from that TV. I was I was having conversations with Mr. Lou. I was having conversations with her uncle, and I was still focused on the fucking fight. So exactly, it was it, it was really really good, good action fight. <clears throat> I mean, it, it, it didn't go yeah as, as I expected, but I was still satisfied with that fight. I mean, I gotta admit, the first couple of rounds, I'm thinking, man, this guy, uh, you know, Anthony Durrell, his name. Mm-hmm. I thought this is the real guy. I thought he was just gonna all fucking night. You know, he's just he was just gonna do that lot of movements. He's just gonna make him follow him. I already thought that's how the fight was gonna go down. But no, Benavides, man, he put on his. You know, he landed some good power punches and ended up you know winning by cutting his fucking eye. Yeah, good fight though. I, I think good fight. <clears throat> and I mean, I think regardless of the fight, I think you were gonna see that because. David ben, uh, David Benavides' output is just so high, and I, I, I don't know how much Anthony Durrell is going to be able to just jump and give him lateral movement before that. I think he was, lands it, a punch. Uh-huh. It was inevitable. I think it was inevitable. I think yeah. maybe the maybe the fight would have been a little bit more close. But uh, yeah, you're right. I think the the fight ended up you know kind of like drowning itself out with the blood that they had yeah. to stop the fight. But I think. Sooner or later, David was going to get the momentum, and I think it would have been a close to split decision win for David. So, yes, if it wasn't for the cut, right? I think it, was, it would have been a I, decision win for David. I think so, too, because it was getting to the point where Benavides was slowly, yeah, he was slowly, you know, cutting him down. He was catching with good punches. I, yeah, you're right. I, I agree with you. If it wasn't for the cut, that would have been another uh, one of those uh, very close fights. All right, so let's go to the main event. Earl Spence, Sean Porter. Um, just to recap, B-Ray was in a, B-Ray had, uh, he felt that Earl Spence was going to stop Sean Porter for the first time in his entire career. You were adamant that you felt that Spence was going to win. You you almost, you were very adamant. Almost, yeah. uh, Mr. Lou felt that Spence was going to knock out Sean Porter. I was the only one in the group that felt that this was going to be a decision win. I said unanimous. And anybody who heard Rambling Alcoholics heard me change my this, my prediction. So, I, so just to be real quick, um, I'm not gonna admit that I was right that the decision was gonna happen. No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that. Oh, I sorry, no, because of B Ray, Mr. Lou, <clears throat> and then watching something, watching some highlights of their last fight, and watching the PBC Camp Life, I felt you know what B Ray and Mr. Lou might see something. I'm not. I am gonna go Earl Spence by this by knockout. 
It didn't end up happening by knockouts. Again, Earl spends one by split decision. 115, 113, 116, 111, and I think one scorecard was for Porter for 115, 113 for Porter. It was a split decision win. Um, B-Ray, what was your take of this fight? Did it live up to did it live up to your expectations? It did. I think it lived up more than I expected. It was better than I expected. From round one to from you know to round twelve, that fucking fight was exciting. So I agree when people said that that's a classic and is a classic. I think it's it's gonna go down as one of those you know best you know welterweight fights in boxing history, and it's it's gonna be one of those fights where people won't remember who won. They just gonna remember how great the fucking fight was. I loved it. It, it just, it, I mean, it, how do you say it? it? Just you were, it was intense. Yeah, I think that's probably the best way to describe it. The fight was really intense. Sean Porter, you obviously that was his goal to pressure that motherfucker as much as he can. Mm-hmm. He he obviously he was not there to lose. I knew he was gonna you know hold on the pressure. What what surprised me. Because this is what uh, it surprised a lot of people. What surprised me is that I felt that he did a lot better than I thought when he was going to be, you know, fighting on the inside with Earl Spence. I just, I, no, no, no. Hear me out. I thought when it came to the inside, you know, the box, you know fighting inside, right? Yeah. I thought Earl Spence was going to, you know, he's going to land some good shots and he's going to back away. He didn't back up very much. Earl Spence still won those, you know, those exchanges. But it didn't seem obvious to me, like, oh, Earl Spence, like, I felt that he did a nice job. He still, you know, he tried to hang in, he hang in there, but I thought that he was gonna quit pretty easily. Like he's gonna back off a little bit, but mm-hmm. I thought that El Spence did a little. I'm sorry, I thought Sean Parr did a little better, but still, El Spence did enough to win that fucking fight. What was your scorecard? Because you re went back and saw it again. What I did. did. You, well, well, what? First of all, what was your scorecard of the first? Because you, you were again, for real quick, folks, for your apologies. I know we advertised. They were going to do fight talk. We didn't actually do fight talk. Um, uh, a lot of things ended up happening that day. I was a little bit intoxicated. Mr. Liu was uh, busy attending the guests. It just didn't feel right, so we didn't do the episode, so we do apologize for that. Um, but B-Ray did, did keep up his end of the bargain and was able to text us round by round, uh-huh. except for, I think, the fourth round you stopped because he said they were cracking down on people on the phone. Oh, man, yeah, they were. They were cracking down people on the phone, too. Oh yeah. So you did score the fight though for us. So what was your first uh, your first scorecard for the for the, when you started live? So okay, here's the thing. They were all, I scored the same. The difference is was the rounds. I changed some rounds. Okay. You know, I gave it two. So I had the same fucking scorecards. I had a one fifteen one twelve for Earl Spence Jr. You mean one fifteen one thirteen? Oh, no, one twelve no, no, no. for the knockout because of the knockout for the knockout exactly. It okay. would have been so. That means I had it five, uh, seven rounds to five for Earl Spence. Okay, I had it a close fight, but Earl Spence, you know, of course, he won that fuck fight okay. again. It was an intense. It was a tense fight. Great fight. Anybody who has not seen it, I mean, if YouTube has taken down, YouTube it. <clears throat> great fucking fight. Okay. Um, my opinion of this fight, it, it lived up to the expectation. Um, I know I said last week that Earl Spence, if this fight, if Sean takes it, if Sean decides to box him, Spence was going to beat him in that aspect. Um, if Sean wanted to take this fight to the inside, Spence was going to be better than him. Um, Sean impressed me a little bit because he was able to give him movement. 
So every time the fight was in the inside, Sean would just dip and move to the side. Dip and move to... He was able to spin Spence. He was able to spin him a couple times. Yeah, there were times where awkward he spinned him, yeah. So um, I saw that. I scored the fight 116-111. I felt that Earl Spence was the effective puncher and the effective aggressor. Now I know people are going to what do you mean, effective aggressor? Look, <laughs> no, it's true. Just, yeah. Look, Sean and I, and I text B Ray this when I was watching the fight again because I, I saw it. I saw it live. Betting score it, but I, I knew that I knew that Spence won the fight. I go, no, Spence wins the fight. It's gonna be a close one though. And when I heard the scores, I mean, it was pretty close. So the next day, uh, someone on YouTube, someone hit me up and told me it was on YouTube. So I saw it again, and I scored it one sixteen one eleven. Um, I felt that Sean was smothering his own punches in the inside. Besides moves, besides spinning him, Sean was landing punches though. He was landing to the head pretty good, but they were in spots though. And while Spence was moving forward, engaging him, I felt he did a better job in the inside. Of course. And and Porter's only only answer to that was, I'm gonna spin him instead because I can't engage him in the inside, so I'm gonna just spin him. He bun he was bum rushing Spence, and I know that people and I know people would take that as like oh look he, he's taking you know he's taking the fight but he's not landing anything effective on this guy. When Spence did land it, you knew he landed on him. Um, I know people are like well look at Spence's face out Spence's face after the fight. Well yeah, when you're in a fucking brawl, and <laughs> the guy's coming in and your head. I mean, you look at the highlights. These guys' heads were clashing all the time. They're rubbing up on each other. So, of course, Spence is going to get the tail end of that more than Sean Porter. Um, but I felt that Spence was a more effective aggressor throughout the entire fight. Sean did good things, but in spots, though. And 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 it, and even um, the Fox commentating team would be like... Because they were kind of praising Spence, and I think Gary... Um, um, Joe Goosen was kind of like, well, you know, Sean's landing punches, but then he also said, but he's landing him in spots, though. And you saw that. Sometimes Sean would land a nice overhand right, but then would just bounce out of there and just bounce on his feet, and Spence is following him, cutting off the ring. I felt that Spence did a good job occasionally cutting off the ring. When he, the fight got to the inside, I felt that that was going to be Spence's bread and butter, and occasionally it was. And when it was being effective, Spence, the Porter would just fucking turn him, spin him. And that was the tale of the full 12 rounds, except for the 11th round, which I think, you know, was it the 11th? Yeah, it was the 11th round. When yeah, he basically was... hurt him. He oh, hurt. man. <laughs> that I, face, I'm sorry. That slow-mo. I felt, I felt that that was it. I'm like, oh, God, this is it. He's that like, shit got intense when Porter was like, come on. Let's go. I'm thinking he they're gonna go at each other and Spence is gonna put him down again. I I felt too. I felt that if they were right? if they were gonna engage, Spence was gonna get the better of it, and yep. it didn't happen. Um, it went the full twelve rounds. Spence wins it. He becomes the unified champion right away. And from the looks of it, they're steering us towards a Danny Garcia Spence fight <laughs> for next year. That got a laugh, like a reaction in the theater. Oh really? When he appeared, when he appeared, especially this guy behind me, he goes, "Oh fuck that guy!" <laughs> um, I thought it was Pacquiao. I don't know why. I thought that oh someone right here. I'm thinking, "Holy shit, Pacquiao!" And oh, Danny Garcia. I'm like, ah. <laughs> um, 
overall it was a good fight. I I liked it. Would you call it a classic? I think I don't think it's a classic, but you know what it is I to me. Uh-huh. Sean Porter is just a hard fighter to 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 look good against. You you know what happened that night? You know what happened that night? Thurman, his t- his stock, you know, rise. I feel that Porter's you know stock has risen. Porter's the type of guy that you gotta you you're gonna earn the win. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have it to be on the A game. You gotta be in the game, and you're earning that win. It ain't gonna come exactly. easy. You're earning that win. You're earning that win. So, and that's what I got out of that night. Uh-huh. He put himself in there as a tough competitor. Um, I agree with. It. I think his stock rose. I think who won the night? Sean Porter won the night. He's the loser, but he won the night. He won the crowd over. He won the night. He did. And I and it, and it sucks because I think Errol Spence deserves a little bit more credit. But uh-huh. Errol Spence looked a little off to me occasionally. Um, yeah, that was a thing that got I don't know, me feeling weird. Like, I'm saying, I'm know. thinking he looked off, or Sean Porter is just that type of guy you're not gonna look good against. You, you're not gonna look, you're not gonna look a million bucks. I think that's what it is. I think Sean Porter is difficult for any guy in the in the welterweight division. Um, Even though Keith Thurman kept saying, "Oh, I made it look easy." Yeah. No, you did. Did you, did you saw that video? I saw that video. You no, he didn't, that. man. Everyone, looked, everyone looked pretty bad against him. No, not even yeah. even Broner, who lost, didn't look good against him. Porter is just a guy that just <laughs> Porter just drags you in a fucking in a, in, a, in a war. He just drags you in a war. I don't matter who you are. He just drags him in a war. Yeah. That's Porter. And I think no, Porter. No, fuck no. Thurman Thurman had a hard time against him. Thurman did not have a an easy night against him. Danny Garcia did not have an easy night against him. And last Saturday night, Earl Spence didn't have an easy night against him. All these three guys yeah. gave, had a hard fight. This no, 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 kid kept saying he, he said that he he struggled less. Well, guess what? He ain't a fucking champion, and now he's in the back of the line hoping that Earl Spence picks his ass. <laughs> and wor- worst case scenario, he fights fucking Broner on Fox. <laughs> That's where your career's hey, at. Hey, now. what I said, what I said before the before uh, we started the show is, yeah. hey, to, to in a couple months, Broner, Broner comes back and he might be his opponent. Um, uh, four days ago, Earl Spence came out and said, "I gotta keep my weight in control for now. Control yeah. for now. Ain't nothing cool about blowing up twenty five pounds and having to spend camp losing the shit, losing that shit." <sighs> Now, is that an excuse? Do you think he struck? He spent most of his camp losing weight, than actually honing his craft and preparing for Sean Porter. Is that what he's trying to tell us here? I got that impression when I read that. I was like, is he trying to say like, oh, there's a reason why I look? I don't know. I don't know what's that word. But I guess a bit off, because I trained mostly to lose the weight. I. That's what I got. That's the impression I got. Um, going back when they announced that Danny Garcia is a future opponent. I kind of said it's a good fight, but not it's the fight good... I want to watch. No, uh, Manny Pacquiao might be more interested now after the Sean Porter fight to want to fight him. But I, I said it. Uh, yeah, we said it on the page. That's the that's the next fight that should be happening. I bet I don't know. So this is my thing. So a couple two days ago, I was I, I was playing on my Xbox. I was playing Fight Night, and I was playing the career mode. You know, I was my my own player, build my own player. Yeah. So I'm going up the world to a rank, and. Mm-hmm. I got. I was fighting a fighter. Uh, his name is Tony, Tommy. So I forget Tommy, Tommy something, and I was whipping him on the game pretty good, and the kid got me with a nice body shot, and I got floored. And I'm like, shit. I got up, whipped him a couple more times, and at the end of the twelfth round, he hurts me, almost knocks me out. Now I didn't like it because one, you put me down, and two, 
you kind of almost knocked me down again. And I didn't like that because I don't like looking bad in my face <laughs> when I play the when I play the game. I like to have a straight up unanimous decision win. I like to take these guys and school them for twelve rounds. So I said, you know what? No, fuck that. This was an off night. This was a quote unquote off night for me. I'm gonna go back and beat his ass again and make it convincing <laughs> that I whipped his ass, even though I'm the only one playing. But in my competitively, that's how I am. If, if uh, I won, but I didn't win convincing, I want to go back and convince people that I convinced myself that I did win the fucking fight. So that happened. Two days ago, Earl Spence went on, went on social media and said on Tuesday that he would want a rematch. He would want to give Sean Porter a rematch instead of fighting Danny Garcia. He wants to go back. Fuck. What was your take on that, period? I mean, I would love to see that again, of course. who I mean, everyone would agree with it. Everyone wants to see that rematch. It's just that, in just my opinion, the, the next move is, is Manny Pacquiao. Okay, Manny Pacquiao's not going to fight until, like, what? The end of the year? February, January? Uh, uh, yes, I would say that. Why not take it back? I would like, to be honest, I'd like to see it again. The competitor in me... Would I'll want, see it again. The competitor but, in me one want to see yeah. Sean Porter. I think he feels he can do better. I think he felt like you know what? No, I think he didn't like the fact that people. I mean, you just admitted he he won. Spence won the fight. Porter won the night though. Porter won the fans. Porter yeah. won the night. And I don't think he liked that. I think he liked the fact how we all the attention he got after he beat Mikey Garcia. Remember all the attention? Oh my God! Spence Spence won the event. Spence won the fight. Everything. The for the next. Three days, it was all about Spence. Mm-hmm. After this Saturday, this past Saturday night, yeah, you won Spence. But everyone's talking about how good Sean Porter did against you. I mean, if the competitive, uh, the competitiveness of him is taking over, yeah, it is. I tell him, and for him to be back. like, and for him to be, I'm gonna keep my weight in control now. Fuck, move, fuck, losing twenty five pounds for training camps now. <laughs> I'm going to keep myself in shape ready, fight ready mode. And guess what? I want to go back and rewrite this fucking, rewrite it. Even though I want, I want to rewrite it again because I think I would have done better. And that 11th round, I probably would have knocked his ass out. I think that's kind of his mentality. And when it's like that, I want to see it because, damn it, I was convinced he was going to knock him out. You and Mr. Luke convinced me that he was going to knock him out. I think this fight happens again, it's going to be a barn burner. I think also, too, because uh, Deontay Wilder said this, and I agree because I feel it the same way, too. When they asked him who he, who, you know, who was his pick, whatever, he said that, I mean, I knew Errol Spence was going to win, but he says, but I thought he was going to win. I wouldn't say a, a landslide, he goes, but I just thought that he was going to win in a way that you can easily view that, oh, yeah, he won the fight. And he said, I felt the devil was pretty close. And I think something like that probably Spence felt that way too. Like, fuck, I want to make it oh. clear. I beat his ass. Okay. You were breaking up a little bit, Beery. Can you repeat the last part? Mm-hmm. Well, the, the la- I don't know which part it is, but the more, but, but Wilder said it, yeah, that he felt that, that he knew that Spence was going to win. He was just surprised that he didn't win in a, in a way that he felt that he clearly he did it. It was a close fight. So I think something like that is Spence is probably thinking like, fuck, man, I want to run it back and make it fucking clear I won that fight. Because for right now, and for me, and I agree, that was a close fight. I can see why people would think Sean Porter won that fight. 
even though I was hearing robbery. I shit you not, I was hearing on the, I was seeing in the comments. You mean that was a fucking robbery. Like, that was not a robbery. Spence won that the was fight. Not a robbery. Clear, clear as day. He won. He won it, and Errol Spence won. He did. Errol Spence won the fight. He was the effective grasser, the effective puncher, and you know, like I said, Sean, Sean won the the rounds that I gave Sean was because of the activity. He was just more active, and he landed the cleaner shots. And Spence was just not as active in that round when he when when Porter won it. But when Spence was winning the round, it's because he was outworking outworking Sean, and the, and anything Sean was doing, Spence had an answer for it. That that was the tale. That was the way of the fight. Like I told you on the tech, you can't score a fight by him throwing one clean punch, and the rest of the fight he's just fucking, he's on he's on his bicycle just dancing around and having Spence follow him <laughs> around. Like, and then yep. you you don't win rounds like that. I'm sorry, you don't. You just don't. So he wants the rematch. Of course, if the Pacquiao fight comes first, of course he's gonna jump on the Pacquiao fight. Of course. The one fight that everyone wants to see besides Pacquiao or the rematch with Porter is him versus Terrence Crawford. That was what most people were talking about, yeah. Everyone was talking about that fight. That's the fight to make in both way, man. And, and as, it's obviously, it's not going to happen anytime no, soon. No, it's not. And after a performance like this, of course, everyone, everyone is saying that Porter, that, uh, Porter, that Crawford would have a fucking epic night against a guy like Spence like that. That if that Spence walked in and fought you think Crawford... So? Oh, yeah, I was reading that. If, if Spence fought Crawford like that, Spence would have gotten knocked out. That I think I think the betting lines even have Crawford a slight heavy favorite if this fight were to ever happen. Currently, right now. That's wow. how they have it, yes. That's how they have it. So right now, like I said, if you look at it, the top priorities for Earl Spence are... Manny Pacquiao, Porter, and possibly Crawford. What are your thoughts on that? I, I think it should be because if I if I was him, I would. My of course my my goal is to is Manny Pacquiao collect that belt, and then try my hardest to get a fight with Ter- with Terrence Crawford, and if not. All right, I, at least I got Keith Thurman over here and Danny Garcia. And once I get through to them, and see if he gets, he gets through to them, then, then I'll feel like, fuck, where's Terrence Crawford then? Besides Pacquiao. We like, have to have... Yeah, I'm sorry, what were you saying? No, I, I'm, I'm saying like, yeah, like, like that's that's how it should be. He should be. He should, he should get Manny Pacquiao. That's be his next move. But it seems like him feeling like, fuck, no, I want to make it clear. I want to beat Sean Porter. I guess that's his next move. And if that if that's gonna be his next move, then after that it should be Pacquiao. Okay. I feel like that should be Pacquiao, and his goal, of course, is to beat him, collect the belt, and then try to make the fight with Terence Crawford. And if that can happen, then he does have two more opponents. That's Keith Thurman and Danny Garcia. And let's say he again bulldozes him, that he puts him away. That is when right there he needs to say like, "Where is Terence Crawford? He has one more fucking belt. Both of us have to be in the ring." To, to, what's someone looking for to to say that which one of us which is the best of this fucking division? Yeah. That's how I would see it. That's how something I would do. But at the end of the day, it's his decision. Of course, the Terrence Crawford fight is not going to happen anytime soon. So Pacquiao should be the next person that he should be fighting. 
I agree. It's the most logical thing. It's it's logical. I agree. Pacquiao should be the guy next in line. Um, I would not be mad if he fights Porter again. I'm not wouldn't be upset if he fights Danny though. No. Um. Be, okay. Real quick, I was gonna say this before I interrupted you. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. what you know what you're gonna say? No. No. I, I was just about to say Danny. Danny Garcia. It, it's. It sounds like a good fight. It is. But I don't see it as like you know competitive with Sean Porter. You get me compared to that. So it'll be a good fight. But it's just one of those fights where like eh, no, it's next one. But okay. My thing. My my my, my thought process was what you were talking. Besides Manny Pacquiao, Earl Spence right now is has the better resume in the welterweight division. He does. And current and besides Manny Pacquiao, Earl Spence is the next is like the bed the next pay per view star in the division. He's the money man. He's kind of becoming that, yeah. He's becoming the A side. Okay, if Pacquiao Spence happened, we know that Pacquiao's the A side. Right now, Spence yeah. against anybody else besides Pacquiao, he's the A side now. I agree. I think the his his numbers with Mikey and the numbers that are being projected right now with Spence, with Porter are starting to show that he is drawing he is drawing power. He's he has star power. Yep. He has people tuning in to watch his fights. That's a little bit far from Earl from Terrence Crawford who has had two cracks at pay per view and hasn't given us good numbers for any uh for any type of credibility to say that he is the A-side, he deserves 50-50, anything like that. So when I think when me and B-Ray say we think it's unlikely that this fight's going to happen, I think when it, I think not because they're scared of each other, but I think when it comes to negotiation, one side will think they deserve equal or bigger a bigger share of the cut, even though numbers don't lie and numbers show that currently... Earl Spence is drawing has better drawing power than Terence Crawford, who has ESPN behind his uh, right behind him as supporting him in all his fights. I am curious what was Terence Crawford's uh, you know pay per view numbers against uh, Amir Khan. I think they were low two hundreds. Oh shit! I think they were mid, either mid two hundreds or low two hundreds. Yeah, I'm not too sure. That? So I mean, I'm saying like you know. If I this, keep hearing. I run a hundred. There you go. If this fight were to happen, it's not going to happen because both guys are scared of each other. When it comes to the money issue, money's always going to be the root of all issues here in boxing and in any combat sport. But when you have Bob Arum saying that I got the best fighter in the world and he you know this fight's a 50-50 fight, Bob, you know, come on. When it, when it was Pacquiao Mayweather, yeah, the fight was 50-50. You know, both guys were drawing numbers. But this is uh, ter- this is. Errol Spence's third, second fight on pay-per-view, and he's doing he's doing good numbers for how the pay-per-view format is nowadays. He's doing good yeah. numbers. You can't give him, you know, we can't say he's not. Crawford, on the other hand, hasn't been drawing good numbers on his pay-per-view. The Victor, the Victor Postal fight, and now the Amir Khan fight. Uh-huh. Also, the resume side, Spence just came off of fighting Mikey. Fighting Porter, there's rumors he might fight Danny. He's lined up for a Pacquiao fight. Like I said, besides Pacquiao, Earl Spence is putting up a decent, good resume right now. While Crawford is on across the street, looking over there and seeing potential fights for him, but one side is unwilling to negotiate with another side. And yep. when I say one side, I mean Bob Harrell. Yep, that's a sad thing. I would love for you know for Crawford to fight Sean Porter, 
you know, Danny Garcia, Keith Thurman. Doesn't seem like that will ever happen. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. But as far as right now, I'd love to see him get a. Uh, I'd love to see Spence against Porter in a rematch. I think, I, I feel he, it, it, the competitor in him was gonna want to show that you know what yeah. Porter Porter looked good. Porter only looked good because I had, because it was an off night. Now watch me and watch me now when I what I do to him. I think that's what's gonna be it. Uh, again, yeah, I and, think so too. I mean, I, I would love to see it, but like I, I'd rather see him fight uh, Manny. Well, yeah, of course, if Manny Pacquiao calls him and tells him, hey, let's get it done in January, February, Spence will be the fuck, let's do it. But I don't, I don't, I don't maybe, I don't know. I think the from the performance the, this past Saturday night, Team Pacquiao might be like, yeah, let's do it. So we'll see right now. We'll see what happens. Um, right. <laughs> again, folks, I mean, as the story develops, so do we cover it. Um, but uh, this is the this is pretty much the end of the show. Like, again, we, you guys got our views of what we thought of the whole card, what our views were of the fight, what we think is going to happen next. We sprinkled them some good news about Chip, uh, good news. Not good news, but we sprinkled some boxing news here and there. And we gave you guys, real quick, recap. B-Ray's going to have, B-Ray has Triple G winning, eight-round stoppage, Triple G wins. I have a decision win for Triple G this this Saturday night, live on the zone, live at Meta Square Garden. Don't miss out. Um, we'll, we'll, put, uh, we'll be putting up the poll on our Instagram feed so you guys can vote on who you guys have for this Saturday night. And we'll be back next week to cover the fights. Oh, shit, before I forget, also this Saturday night, don't forget, fuck, don't forget to tune in to Showtime as Clarissa Shields uh-huh. will try to uh, try to claim a third world title in a third weight class. You'll become only the second fighter to win a third, a third world title in a short period of time. The first guy is Vasily Lomachenko. She'd be the only woman to win three world titles, which again, her claim of her claim as being the quote would be if he be, she becomes a three-time world champion. So don't forget to tune in this Saturday night, Showtime. Um, again, Carissa Shield is the face of women's boxing. We're all dick divers for her, so I'm, I'm not even gonna go for prediction. But I'm not even gonna. You guys know who I got? I got Clarissa Shields winning this fight. Landslide, ten round, unanimous decision. Bam. That's what I got. She is that fucking good. She's that good. She is the quote. So again, guys, don't forget this Saturday night, Triple G, Sergey Devichenko, and I'll, and again, tune in to Showtime, the Teresa Shields fight. And I don't, I I know the name. I mean, I know who she's fighting, but I don't want to butcher the name either. So I'm gonna be disrespectful. <laughs> Anyways, folks, um, don't forget to follow B Ray on his Instagram page at B Ray eighty nine. If you want to crit, uh, criticize and leave comments of his Lomachenko pictures, go right ahead. It's bray89. Don't forget to follow this um, this boxing page on Instagram at the JMBRay Boxing Podcast. And below the description of this episode is all the social media platforms you guys can find us in. If you guys have email, if you guys have questions, concerns, or topics you guys want us to handle, email us. We'll be glad to talk about it. Other than that, thank you for tuning in. And hey. Don't forget to like, comment, and share. We don't ask for any money. We don't ask for donations. All we ask for you guys is to support us. We've done this for 100 episodes. And now it's 101. And we thank you guys for that. Any last words, B-Ray? Sure. I know. That's pretty much it. Thanks, right. you, man. Thank you so much for tuning in. And yeah, man, 101 episodes. And hope to do another 100. There you go, folks. This is the J-B-Ray Boxing Podcast signing out. But you know our fans get guaranteed customer satisfaction. Well, it's certainly been a night of
surprises and tough action, none bigger than this. Maybe the biggest upset of this decade. Decade. Let me just tell you, it's a fact.